Hello there. Welcome to this episode of Force Ghost Conversations. This is your host, Anthony King, and this week, along with Mrs. Force Ghost Conversations, Elise King, we will be discussing episode four from season three of The Bad Batch. Before we get started, I'm inviting you to support Force Ghost Conversations on Patreon. If you're a fan of the podcast and would like to consider pledging your support, there will be a link in the episode description for you to check out the various tiers offered. Also, please be sure to check out our Tee Public store to buy some Force Ghost Conversations merchandise. And without further ado, it's time to gather around the campfire for some Force Ghost Conversations. everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Force Ghost Conversations, your cozy home for deep dive discussions into all things Star Wars and the adjacent Lucasfilm galaxy. This, of course, is another Bad Batch discussion week with our guest, Mrs. Force Ghost Conversations, Elise King. And we'll be back on the, you know, on the other side of this little interlude here with that conversation about episode four a different approach so it's a very exciting episode a great emotional centerpiece for season three of the bad batch and uh, i think it's a really great conversation so you definitely want to be on the lookout for that on the other side of this break there then um typically in this portion we would be hosting cloud city gossip but we did record this episode in advance as we are currently traveling this weekend uh, i have a i was celebrating my birthday on friday so we wanted to make sure that uh we got this episode so recorded and out on time, just in case our schedules didn't line up to come back home and do a recording then. Um, so we just wanted to make sure that we were on track and on schedule to stay up to date with our Bad Batch conversations. Also, because we recorded our episode in advance, that means I will not be doing Cloud City Gossip this week. So I'm doing my best to cover all of the Star Wars Lucasfilm news in next week's episode, where hopefully we're able to record that closer to release date allowing us to cover all the news in one fell swoop. So be on the lookout for that, as we'll cover all the great news of this week and the coming week as well. Additionally, I did want to note, uh, you may hear a little bit of a popping sound in the podcast. I'm not exactly sure why my microphone was bugging a little bit during this recording, but I did want to forewarn you, and uh, again, my apologies for any inconvenience that it may cause. I think I did my best to edit as much of it down and out as I could, uh, but it does still remain at various points, so I do apologize for, for that, and I hope that it's still an enjoyable conversation and listening experience for all of you as, as you go through this. Uh, so thanks again for listening to this episode of Forest Coast Conversations. I look forward to having more discussions about the Bad Batch with you all on our social media channels, and of course, those will be listed at the end of the episode and where you can find us. So thanks again for listening to Forest Ghost Conversations. On the other side of this short break, we'll be back with our conversation about Episode 4 from Season 3 of The Bad Bad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Bad Batch discussion. We are here... And when I say we, of course, you know what that means. We have brought back Mrs. Forest Ghost Conversations, Elise King to the podcast to discuss episode four of the Bad Batch season three, the final season titled A Different Approach. So before we get into the episode, spoiler warning for everybody, if you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing? But let's introduce Mrs. Force Ghost Conversations. Elise King, how are you doing? Welcome back to the pod. How's it going? 
Uh, it can't be bad. We're talking Bad Batch. Hey, nice to be back. And I watched this episode like an hour ago. So it's very fresh, very fresh takes that are happening today. <laughs> uh, can I make it like a dad joke here? I'm going to anyways. But... I can't. I can't stop you. <laughs> That's right. Why don't they call them the good batch? Why are they? Why are they the bad batch, Elise? Because they're defective yet effective. I wish, you know, that was a mean title, whoever gave that to them. And I know they've they've owned it in stride. Like, they've taken it and run with it. And they've they've turned it into a positive. But I wish it was just a positive from the start. Yeah, that's not how the Empire works. That was the Republic at the time. (laughs) It was still cloning and treating humans as chattel. So, Bad Batch is kind of expected at this point. Ooh, ooh, yes, yes. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Let's get into this episode. And uh, for the listeners at home, you basically went straight from the couch to the recording studio here to chat about it. What is your immediate mm-hmm. reaction now that you've watched the episode and, and now that I've literally put a microphone in front of you? What, <laughs> what, what feelings are you feeling? What thoughts are going through your, through your head? Uh, what's, what's, what are you thinking about? Um, I mean, outside of the emotional stuff, which I know we'll get into, I'm just really happy with the pacing of the season thus far. Mm-hmm. I like that, like, now that they're, the group has come back together relatively quickly, I would say, while also showing the, like, hardships that each of them have faced. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, the rest of the season is wide open. There's a lot of different ways they could take it. I'm not sure where they're going outside of, like hemlock hunting them but mm-hmm. um i'm just really happy with what they've done in the first few episodes to like tell the story they need to tell but also moving it along so we can get unexpected story which i'm really looking forward to yeah when you say it was unexpected do you mean that like the group getting back together right this emotional reunion between wrecker hunter and omega is that what you're you're saying when it's like you know that's kind of what you expected to happen this season. And now that it happened so early, everything is now on the table again. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, there's a world where they spend a lot more time hunting for Omega and Omega and Crosshair, like get into adventures within the facility and kind of like discover more of the empire's secrets, which mm-hmm. I don't think would have been bad. They're good storytellers. I would trust them, but this is a more exciting story to me and a more mm-hmm. unexpected one and now that they're all back together like what are they outside of escaping hemlock like what are they going to get into so um yeah though the the world is their oyster in in some ways i guess in terms of the storytelling <laughs> well i gotta imagine here because we saw in the trailer so many of those bounty hunters fennec shan cad bane maybe asajj ventress right i gotta think that hemlock maybe hires a lot of those folks because he can't be everywhere all at once. And, you know, that's probably where they come into play here is we get a couple adventures running away from them. I mean, does that sound like something that you can envision happening in the near future here? Yeah, I can definitely see it happening. Um, That's, I think it might be a mix. I mean, we've talked on other episodes before of how, they should be like they've been in the underbelly of the republic or of the empire and like kind of like navigating the criminal underworld kind mm-hmm. of component so 
I could see them also connecting back with people they've like maybe crossed paths with and working together instead of against and kind of mm. seeing because like the criminal underworld is not empire or republic they're for themselves i, I think yeah. there's not like a big loyalty there so i definitely think some bounty hunters are probably going to come after them but i think some could be unexpected like allies at moments mm-hmm. yeah i know fennec chan kind of was an ally at one point for omega and maybe that comes mm-hmm. back into play again here or you know maybe she's just a person for hire and says i'm gonna do whatever i want <laughs> We talked about this last season where, like, season two was Omega collecting friends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of episodes. And, like, they have a lot of people who owe them favors. They have a lot of resources at their disposal, I think. And so I can't imagine all those breadcrumbs that were left behind aren't going to be come to fruition in terms of, like, mm-hmm. Omega fighting for them to, like, actually care about the people that they come in contact with. And so... I think it pays off eventually. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of payoff, this uh, this episode was really, in a way, the emotional climax so far of these four episodes that have come to pass. Um, I know you got it, me so worried when you said you teared up. <laughs> I know. I, like, no, the, I can't handle it. It's it's only episode four. <laughs> to listeners at home, uh, Mrs. Forest Ghost Conversations came home last night, and uh, I had watched the episode already. And uh, she was like, how was the episode? And I was like, well, it got me emotional. And she's like, oh, no, no, don't tell me. What what could it be? Your mind immediately went towards the negative. You're like, what are they going to do to rip my heart out in such a harsh, hard way? And I was like, no, 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 no. Not like that. Not like that. Don't don't you worry. No, you didn't say that. You said, just watch. Just watch. Well, I said, you just watch. It's going to be fine. It's going to be. I said, it's going to be fine. It's not a it's an OK emotional <laughs> i tried mm-hmm. to give you as much of a, a a pillow padding as much as possible on that <laughs> yeah i didn't i'd love to hear your thoughts of that last scene because i uh, unexpectedly i didn't cry and maybe because mm-hmm. the cliffhanger they left us on i was just like no yeah they yeah have you, kinda, to have you went straight to the cliffhanger <laughs> you're like give me five more minutes just... please yeah exactly so yeah what were you thinking in that scene well for me what got you going like what got you crying yeah yeah i frankly i think it was that we had these three episodes beforehand right so we had an hour and a half of build-up to this point and then frankly the whole 30 minutes leading up to this This is basically two hours leading up to this reunion that they've had together so they've spent a considerable amount of time apart from each other and it was the way that the acting what the voice acting the animation of the sequence the way that wrecker comes out first to greet omega michelle ang uh just the way that her her vocal performance was in that whole sequence where she's like wrecker and hunter like just the way she's saying their names um i just felt like the weight of the moment in that sequence and the music is swelling in the background and it just adds yeah, to with this... Omega's theme in the back. You're just like, yeah, uh... yeah. It was just a really beautiful moment. And I kind of just had this like epiphany in a way where it's like, wow, you know, um, a backdoor pilot in season seven of the clone wars with these characters. And now all this way here, like, and, and it's and animated too. Not that animation is, is a lesser form of entertainment and media, but like, 
the fact that I'm able to connect with characters that we don't have a live action connection to in such an emotional way where when they reunite, it's, it's this explosion of emotion. Um, that was really what it, it just pulled on my heartstrings just seeing them. And um, I want to talk about this a little bit later on too, but I think that this episode really just highlighted, you know, I think you could, it's called different approach, a different approach, but I think you could title this episode Omega's trial, right? If, if she were a Jedi Knight, this could be her, her final trial um, where she showcases that she doesn't need anyone at this point anymore. Like she could do she can survive on her own um, out there in the galaxy. So she's learned just about everything that she could learn in order to be self-sufficient. Um, so just seeing through two and a quarter seasons how far she's come along as a character from someone that had never left Camino before, now to this point where she's leading this charge away from a secret Empire <laughs> military base and she's outsmarting these uh, Imperial officers. It's just incredible. It's incredible how far we've come. And I, I think just really the journey set in at that point where I'm like, wow, this is really powerful. That's a very nice thought of like, oh, this backdoor pilot that we saw and now it led to this. You're right. That's a yeah. very lovely thought. Yeah. Yeah. So um, really, like I said, I, th I feel like this, is Omega's trial. And, and another thing that I really liked about that reunion too, where they said like, we spent four and then Hunter says five times circling the galaxy, trying to find you. And it was you that found us. <laughs> right? It, it yeah. was subverted the expectation. Like even they were amazed and surprised that she was able to do it. Um, not that they were downplaying her at all, but you know, it's just like, Never well, underestimate people. Yeah, but she is a kid, right? But and and again, just how far she's come as as a character in her growth, mm -hmm. um, in her learn like she piloting this 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 ship, right? <laughs> Crosshair's not flying it; she's flying it. Um, and then yeah, leads I think this it does charge. show how. Yeah, I think it does show how like the clones are exceptional. Mm -hmm. Like Omega is exceptional, but like she has a lot of the same traits that the Bad Batch does. And like, I'm sorry, no 11 or 12 or how old she is kid is doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. maybe the Padawans did because they grow up with like an immense responsibility very early, just like Omega did. But I think it does show like they're just exceptional natures and their resourcefulness and just. Yeah, how cool they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. She's, I mean, like I keep saying, she's come such a long way. Like I keep seeing that character that was like, hello. And the, you know, saying hi to the Bad Batch in the beginning of that first episode. And when they go into hyperspace, when they leave Camino that first time, and you can just see it in her eyes, what it looks like. And now that now she's, she's crash like, landing shuttles. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, gambling to, uh, to get enough credits to get out and to think through different ways rather than just the the crosshair method of shooting everybody <laughs> mm -hmm. and and prioritizing the friendships that she's made along the way the way like going after batcher um and, and just you know thinking through holistically the entire situation the scenarios and and all that stuff i mean it just again this is a, a fully fleshed fleshed out character that is is uh 
I, I really can't wait to see where she goes this season now after having the this kind of trial that she. And I was about to say, I wonder what you're going to say after the end of the series, because there's a lot left. I mean, we got this 15 episodes, so we're not even a third of the way through yet. And there's going to be a, certainly a great conversation that happens. Almost, you got to imagine, within five minutes of the first <laughs> beat of next week's episode. Uh, I know this is where you oh my gosh, were if, like... If they do this stereotypical <laughs> male thing of just like grunting and being like, yeah, welcome back. I'm just going to be like, no, man. I need it, words yeah. <laughs> said to each other. Wasn't it wild how the music was so like swelling of this like great emotional beat of Omega's theme mixed with just like some other upbeat tones and and not rom- kind of romanticized in a way of this like reunion of this family. And then just like it just drops into like a lower bass tone and then just silence as they look at each other. <laughs> like, wow. What a way struck- to describe that scene. <laughs> yeah, I was struck with that scene at the end, mostly by the music. Um, and that was what stuck out to me the most. I also was thinking throughout the episode, I was like, okay, I understand they're in emergency situations, but like they could have stolen a lot of different comms things mm-hmm. to try and connect with Hunter and Wrecker. And I think Crosshair was like putting it off. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like mm-hmm. that's, it's harder to face your disappointments and maybe even like what you would define as failure. And I just mm-hmm. feel like he was really nervous about it. And um, so that's why I'm like, give me the scene now. Come on, Filoni, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> well, well I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this because do you think, I mean, I think why they decided not to do it was it's probably too much for one episode for the scope of one episode, right? If we're, if that conversation is in this episode still, if they go another five minutes, we're not talking about how much Omega was the leader of this episode, right? I think the conversation automatically becomes (laughs) how did they handle that conversation? That's going to dominate everything. Um, Yeah, that's an excellent point. It was about Omega at the end of the day. Do you think I, that really just opens the door for them? I think it serves the, the story. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's just what I want. It's really not. <laughs> it's <what> you... <laughs> I'm not the storyteller. It's not about if I think it's right for the story. It's just what I want. <laughs> you're a good fan. You 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 you're left wanting more. Um. So it's it's the way to get you back next week. Even though you were certainly coming back. But. <laughs> yeah. Every I feel like every episode of my life is just me coming. Like I mean, I guess that's the nature of TV, and I've just forgotten it with all of our like binge watching the last mm-hmm, <laughs> decade. Mm-hmm. But it hurts me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And especially like you remember the days if you like had a swim practice or something like that at night and you had to miss an episode, then you were really behind. <laughs> and you didn't you just didn't have it on demand that you could watch it if you you know didn't have like a VHS or something like that to record it or uh you, you, were, you were lost. It was over. You had to you mm-hmm. never got to see with that episode. The reruns never came on. <laughs> nope. Not when I was allowed to watch TV. True, true. So one other thing that I thought was really important in this episode was actually at the beginning um, where Hemlock visits uh, 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 Nalase in her cell and has a conversation with her in the aftermath of Omega leaving. What did you make of that conversation? How did you think it went? Are you glad that they showed it to be to begin with? Like, what are you? What? How did you react to that scene? I want to hear why you think it's important. I feel like you have an idea. 
And then I'll, I mean, because I don't have like super strong feelings, but. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm happy to start on that one. I I guess in my head, I was, I was hoping that they'd show it. So I'm glad that they did. I, that's the first thing where I'm like, yes, they, they gave us um, some more breadcrumbs into what they are doing over there on Tantus. And I was curious as to if, if and how there would be any consequences for Nalase, because, right, I think we discussed last week where it's like, Hemlock's a smart guy. He's not going to be dumb and not notice that um, she was supposed to be taking blood samples all the time. And now that Emery takes one sample and now shows that, you know, the M count transfer works with her. (laughs) Her Um, response was so smooth, though. And she was like, oh, oh, false positive. I was like, oh, you play that political game. You're so good at it. This girl knows how to quiet quit. (laughs) <laughs> she knows yep. how to tie the yep. tie the company line save herself blame it on other people hey it's a false positive the machine knows you know it, it can't be accurate 100 percent of the time can it <laughs> yeah he's not buying it at all though hemlock is like i can't wait to get rid of you <laughs> i think it was smart of him to go and follow up with her um it was interesting to learn that her position is not so vital that she can't be in a prison cell. Mm-hmm. I thought they made it seem like no matter what, she must be working or we will not fix, like we will not complete the emperor's wishes, but she's in a cell. So obviously like can do without her for now, at least. Um, but I thought it showed like, okay, yeah, Hemlock's smart, but he's also like so dumb in that empire way we talked about last a week where he was like oh i understand it now like you care because she's special and she's Mm -hmm. like no i'm running without like she loves omega and she's yeah she's protecting her because she is special but like just like that way of like oh the emperor like empire is smart but so dumb (laughs) yeah well that i mean omega is almost like her daughter in many ways like she might have been responsible for creating her <laughs> without yeah. anyone really knowing it. And then that was her lab assistant for all those years. So like she formed probably the most connection with her than any other being out there in the galaxy. Yeah. It just, and like the fact that they're using, I don't know. It's yeah. I was just like, I guess it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, they're going to, you know, they're going to blackmail her in whatever way they need to. But I was just like, Oh, like you're just so um, unaware Mm-hmm. on like the true things that like always slip by you yeah. it's it showed me the difference between like him and thrawn mm. i think that's why thrawn's so formidable because like we've always said thrawn is only outsmarted because like the random one percent chance of like purgles coming through the atmosphere is what gets him it's not because he doesn't understand love he does he just doesn't feel it mm-hmm. whereas like Hemlock immediately dismisses that as a power in the in the world of, and how it can shift things, and he's paying the price for it right now. Emperor will not be happy with him. Yeah, he won't be promoted to supreme international scientist of the whatever his job title he's trying to go for. Yeah, <laughs> number um, one scientist in the world. Yeah, top galaxy, top scientist in the supreme galaxy empire scientist guy, whatever they want to mm-hmm. call him. So you. You were kind of in in a wonderful way segueing there into uh, I think I don't can't remember the exact uh, line that you said, but it was something to the extent of like slipping through 
your fingers are kind of some to that degree. Um, and you remarked on this when we were watching the episode, but you know, when Crosshair is still so gung ho about shooting and, and shooting his way out of the situation, you're like, he, he missed a lot. Like, is he, is he losing his grip? Is Crosshair becoming yeah. less of the Crosshair that we know him to be? Yeah, I, I just noticed it more. I'm like, he's missing, like, they're not being, like, lazy in their animation. He's missing on purpose. Like, he missed the big, gross commander on that planet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a pretty easy shot for someone like him. I, I think, I think, yeah, there's not going to be trauma that he has, he, like, he has to deal with the trauma and there's going to be consequences to it. But mm -hmm. if there is a happy ending for Crosshair, I think he might have to let go of like the only thing he's placed value in to find value in a new way. And so yeah. like for him to do that, he might have to lose it. He might have to lose his old identity to find a new one, which will be super hard, but he still has a really great mind, which will be useful in like protecting his. I hope they like become family again. But yeah, I definitely think he's not the same crosshair we ha we met in uh, Clone Wars. I mean, what a theme for the show again, right? Finding your new purpose out there from what your original intent was, and for crosshair, it's really I've lost. I'm losing my ability. <laughs> now I have to find another skill. I mean, that's something we can all relate to as we get as we age and we're not able to do things that we once were able to do. Yeah, and I mean, like, the second season I felt was more like Crosshair realizing the Empire was not protecting him, did not value him, like, he was disappointed and betrayed by them, and now mm -hmm. it's, like, his own identity and, like, how he has found value in himself is changing, and so it's, like, slowly he's, like, getting to where Hunter and Wrecker have, like, already embraced it, right? Yeah. Um, And even Echo, like, has embraced, like, the rebel side helping others, etc., and just like crosshair cannot let go which i think i was so like frustrated with him for a long time like almost like unfairly so and i think it's because he's so relatable and it's just like mm -hmm. it's hard to see yourself <laughs> yeah the, the the mirror reflection there is always the hardest to review <laughs> yes um, audience i don't like change <laughs> i think i think we can all agree change is hard we we you and I do handle change and different versions of change in different ways. And that's where we complement each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Good. Team. So really the, the last fun thing about this episode, which in my I mean, fun thing, I shall say is, the most satisfying um, scene outside of Wrecker and Omega hugging each other. Are we about to talk about it? I think we're talking about the same scene that we're trying to talk about here. What, what, what are you referring to? Does it involve, what, does does it involve, involve animals? creatures with many different legs? Yes. 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 <laughs> take the way. Take the lead. What do you think of that sequence? So satisfying that all the cages open and we just had a Jumanji stampede on all those uh, clone oh, troopers. That's fun. It was so You're satisfying. I like the whole time. I was like, open those doors, open those doors, and then it happened, and it was great. Oh, that's fun. Your brain went to Jumanji, whereas mine went to Jurassic Park because of the way that those one creatures looked like. It looked like when they were running from the. Oh. When Grant and the two kids are running, and the they all the whole flock of herd runs with them, basically like that's where my brain. Oh went yeah, to. yeah. I went to when like 
in the Robin Williams version where he like turns the corner and all these animals mm-hmm. are charging down the road. The herd comes at him. <laughs> yeah. It was just so satisfying and like a great way for like the defenseless, I mean, not defenseless, but like creatures, right? They don't deserve to be in cages at that level. And so it was just so great. I was just ready for it. I was ready for the chaos. I think I even screamed like anarchy or you did, or I don't know. We cheered at some you point. You certainly did. Cheering. You yield anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Let the now, chaos reign. In that sequence, I don't know if you heard, but there was a porg sound. So really? there, was a, uh, there was a porg in one of the cages. Yep. 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 So. Oh my gosh. I bet someone's like screenshot everything. I'm sure someone certainly has, or at least they're going to in the near future here. And Captain Man, the Imperial leader of this area, the space. Is his name really Captain Man? Yeah. Yep. Two N's. Captain Man. That's that's hilarious. (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, that was not uh, that was not on accident i guarantee (laughs) no it wasn't (laughs) um he was he's such a swarmy little butt face i oh that's hilarious also another easter egg is that he was um consumed by a rathtar which is what han is um han and chewy are hauling in the force awakens when uh they find ray and yeah And that's what um, that's what gets on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Force Awakens with yeah, Han yeah. Solo. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the that's the one. That's the one. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was thinking when mm-hmm. I was thinking of something. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. I was like, we've seen some creepy crawly legs before. I'm sure it's something bad. And then he did get eaten. And like you said, he locked the door on his own fate. Yeah, yeah, he was he was trying to get out, but in by doing that, he actually closed the door on himself. So hey, don't join the Empire, guys. It's a bad it's a bad gig. It doesn't end well for you. But what what do you think that? Mm. What was the point of of that? Because there, there has to be some sinister thing that the Empire's planning would would be planning to do. Like they just wouldn't just be caging up and and sending out well, they, creatures. They had- didn't they mention in like earlier episodes this season that they were like capturing creatures and doing experiments on them to create new weapons? Oh, you mean you I might be entirely right. I don't I don't that. recall exactly that, but I I trust your your memory too on that one if you if you recall that. And it it, it wouldn't be out of their yeah. possibility either. Like of course I think the effort would be like, like let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of saw it as both like they are doing experiments. Um, but they are also like, I could see that captain, captain man, you said, commander man, Man, whatever. Um, I could see him like having a black market trade going given like all Mm -hmm. his quote unquote taxes. It's just evil. It wasn't good. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's the sky's the limit, frankly, of what they could be doing. It could be some weird cloning. It could be trying to manipulate like the geo you know the geo code of all those fo- animals and trying to create one super pretty sure they animal. mentioned yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they mentioned listeners correct us on twitter or x if we're wrong but i'm pretty sure that they talk about like some experiments with creatures and stuff so yeah who knows if they're like trying to cross 
breed or like take DNA and like Jurassic Park it up. Who knows? It's I mean they're cloning. They're trying to clone Palpatine. So the, like you said, <laughs> the sky's the limit. Well, let's just say like those like those vine creatures in the second episode of the season just didn't come about without like that just didn't exist out in nature according to the the clones that were left behind on that planet like that was hemlock science yeah, an experiment. experiment they lost control of yeah so like who else what else is hemlock planning out there that's a part of the system that needs all that or maybe that's needed for the m count transfer to, uh, who knows maybe it's a part of project necromancer in some way we'll have to find out <laughs> The other nice thing, yeah, yeah, Yeah. the other, I guess, you know, when we talk about the importance of the show for overall canon is like, as you mentioned in previous episodes, like this is a show set during the dark time. So we get a glimpse into what life under the empire was like, and we got it a little bit in solo too, where Han and Mm -hmm. Kira are trying to bribe some Imperial officials Mm-hmm. to get out and kind of omega is doing that same thing so it seems to be a constant pattern here where when the empire is ruling with such a strong fist and they can't be everywhere all at once that it allows for this kind of black market gray area to exist in the world like where shadow people, system yeah, yeah where people are able to gamble for exuberant amounts of money in order to to get out of situations to bribe officials um this clearly this uh captain man this imperial kind of warlord if you will of this spaceport is setting his own rules arbitrarily and pocketing all this money for his own wealth and gain it's just as much as the empire wants it to be so controlled it it just shows again that even in these remote outposts that it is still kind of the wild west if you will Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's very true to history in terms of, like, you stand up a government and there's going to be, like, shadow systems mimicking Mm -hmm. it, you know, for people's personal gain. I, I like, I feel like I'm always bringing up the High Republic, but it's just, like, so interesting to me that through the books of Star Wars, we're seeing how the High Republic expands into, Mm -hmm. like, the Outer Rim and these other remote areas, and... Like seeing the empire try to hold on to that and like instill a new system and stuff and it just like space is big it on some level it like doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) it's near near impossible it doesn't matter i think if you're like positive or negative there's always going to be people who are looking to cheat the system or figure out like there's always gray area in a big system Mm -hmm. and so I kind of feel like the Bad Batch can hide in it. And it's, I mean, obviously how the Rebels get a foothold in the system. But yeah, definitely, I think, true to reality in that in that approach and that take of this world. So that was all the thoughts that I had on this episode. But I just want to end with one last question for you, Elise. How excited are you for the first couple of minutes of next Wednesday's episode? <laughs> I'm so excited. It's just, I, I love when people go and have disparate experiences and stories and then come back together and they have to refigure out their dynamic. Like mm-hmm. even Omega is not the same Omega, you know, Hunter is not yeah. the same Hunter. Like none of them are. And like Crosshair is definitely not. And they have to decide what that means for all of them and like what their compromises are if they want to stay together. 
I really hope they stay together. It would be super sad if like Crosshair left again. And I don't think that makes, we've seen that happen. I don't know why, like, to me, it's more interesting to see them try and figure it out and like regain trust with each other. Mm -hmm. My only regret from the last couple episodes is that we did not get to see Hunter unhinged. I wanted an (laughs) unhinged Hunter who was like, a minute from breaking because he was so desperate to find Omega. And you wanted Liam Neeson taken Hunter going off and just yes. un- unleashed. <laughs> he has the skills. He can do it. He will find her. I mean, I like that it was Omega who found them. And I don't think Hunter had to find her, but I just for a minute wanted to see him lose it. But it is a kid show. I mean, it is. Let's a just say, show. yeah, just because it. Exactly. Just because it wasn't shown didn't mean that it didn't happen. So there's opportunity for more storytelling. And your headcanon can populate a plethora of stories as they went through the galaxy five times to hunt. It already has. It already has. has. I just want to see it. Let the fan fiction commence in your head. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. Seeing Wrecker and Omega hug was just like, oh, the biggest just happiest fuzzy feeling and i am so excited for her to hug lula i uh, yeah no no need for paper or lula anymore we get the real deal yeah again. yeah that's gonna be a cute moment because they get like harken back to the, the toy all the time so mm-hmm. only good vibes going into the next episodes i'm not be, even gonna uh, think about a potentially broken heart it's just good vibes that's what it is. Good, good vibes heading into next week. And that's the way we should always do it when we head into another Bad Batch episode. As we come in for a, a final landing on this season. We got almost, we're almost a third of the way through it already. And uh, it, it's been a great journey so far. So I can't wait to see where they go. And they continue to subvert our expectations every way that they've mm-hmm. gone in this series so far. So the creators have earned nothing but our trust in terms of how they are going to finish the show off. Um, yep, so agree. yeah, we'll be back listeners next time next week to break down the fifth episode, whatever that will be uh, about. And uh, I, I can imagine there's a conversation that we'll be having a great discussion about. We'll, we'll re- see where our thoughts were this week and how they'll <laughs> maybe change after watching the episode next week. So it'll be fun to see how uh, how it all progresses then. Uh, but until then, and folks. happy birthday oh, to Mr. Force Ghost Conversations, listeners! It is his birthday oh, weekend. Thank you, thank you. So what yes, a way I, to start it off! <laughs> by the time this episode comes out on Sunday, it will have already been two days of a new year <laughs> for me, at least. Yes. Uh, but thank you, thank you, Elise, and uh, to the listeners at home, thank you for listening to this episode. Of course, if you want to continue the conversation with us and talk about the themes of the Bad Batch and where the story is going, you can hit us up on all the social media channels, whether it be Twitter or X, as some may call it these days, Instagram, Hive, YouTube, TikTok. I believe I named them all. Just search for Force Ghost Conversations and you'll find us in some way, shape, or form on those platforms. Um, And until then, we will be back next time next week with a brand new episode all about the Bad Batch. And until then, may the Force be with you. Take care. Mm